0: That we experience some heaven here on earth right now. Somebody came to church, Lord, and their heart is troubled. Their yeah. mind is troubled like David does. Yeah. But I thank you for a word that will go forth, Father, that will pierce asunder like a two edged sword. Yeah. I thank you for deliverance today, Father. Yeah. Thank you. For the individuals that came and sang new generation today. I claim deliverance right now by the blood of Jesus. I claim deliverance from minds being all over the place. I claim deliverance from hearts being troubled today. I claim deliverance, God, from financial woes. I claim deliverance, God, from
1: marital issues. I claim deliverance, Father,
0: from job issues, Lord. For the paper. Sometimes we're the only people that don't know it. Yeah. But I come against the enemy today that will yeah. try to confuse yeah. the people of God. Yeah. I come against the enemy today that will yeah. try to confuse the Word of God, that will have folks sitting here and, and their minds are still at home. Their minds are still in their issues and their problems. But I come I'm against the enemy today, Father, that every soul that word, yes.
1: Thank you.
0: so that this word will change their lives, so this word will empower their lives. Yes. Yes. This word will make their homes better. This word will make their life better. Thank this you. word will make their church better. I don't have to worry about fighting this fight by myself. You came to church today and and you walked in and you thought you were coming by yourself. But my God said he will supply you with every one of your needs.
1: If your need be that you need someone to stand by you,
0: times in life Formula for how to deal with your stuff. It's not enough just to know you came to church today, you know what you're going through. You know you left bills at home. You know you left trouble at home. You know you left trouble on your job, but how do I? Because it is a spiritual battle. And the design of sickness There's something on the inside. not even tired of just <laughs> different things there. You're just tired of just the tiredness inside your body. You go to sleep, you get eight hours of sleep, you wake up in the morning, you wake up tired. You go to work, you wake up tired. You come home, you wake up, you, you're tired. You go to the gym, you're tired. You come to church, you're tired. He's pulling on us as just people. He's pulling on us as as, as everything we do. It seems like it's just an endless struggle. So that's one. In this passage here, you'll find that he says, "How long, Lord, will you forget me forever?" He thought the Lord number two had forgot all about him. Some of you sitting here, you. felt he, his heart and his mind was severely troubled. And some of us don't need a psychiatrist to tell us that we're troubled. We know when we wake, we know that we've wrestled all night, we know we have struggled, and we know that our heart and our mind is just all over the place. And then here's It's so important that we as people understand the struggle. God has not forgotten about you. To you that sit here today and, and you truly believe that God has forgotten about you. And whatever it is, you all think about it, whether it's death in the family, whether it's um, job woes, whether it's 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 so many things the one thing you got to understand your perception is what's real to you it's important as people of god that when we say we love people when we say that we're here for people you got to make sure that you do not make that person come up to your standard maybe you don't struggle like they do but you need to be sympathetic maybe you can't be empathetic. not like yours. Maybe you all have two different struggles. The struggles. your perception is your reality. If you perceive that the sky is red, no matter what no one tells you, it's red. If you perceive that God is not there for you, no matter what anybody tells you, I can preach to you, I can counsel you all day long, but when you leave out of my office an hour later, and I Walk out the same way you came in, and it perplexes me to no end. But I have to back up and I have to retreat. One thing you'll learn that in anything that you do, you must have a place that you can retreat to. You must have your secret closet. You must have a place that the kids can't get to. You must have a place that the bill collectors can't get to. You must have a place that your husband or wife. Because sometimes you want to hear a word. But the enemy, what he does is this. He puts doubt into the plan of God in your mind. The fourth way that he's dealing with all of us, he wants you to doubt the plan of God. So he's He is strategic in his battle, But we're not. We get caught up in this old nasty flesh. The Bible says no good thing dwells in this flesh, no matter how good we look today. No matter how you put your towel on, your shoes, your glasses, your makeup. The Bible says no good thing dwells in our flesh. Because the flesh was born in sin and the flesh wants to pull away from God. The flesh wants to do the worldly things. That's why we're told we say, Oh no, ain't no fun in the world. They lying. There's a lot of people that had a lot been having a lot of fun today, this morning. And this is why they chose I can't go to church today. Because it's good to just chill in my house. It's good just to hang out with such and such. It's good to do that which is contrary to the word of God. Because the Bible said, fail not to assemble yourselves together. This is why we come to church. is to draw energy off of one another. We come to church that you see somebody that you know they're going through, but yet you still are praising God. They are still talking about our worship and adore you, Father. I worship and not because of what you did, what you gave Father, but I worship and adore you because you're just God. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean. I worship and adore you, Father. Yeah. Because I woke up this morning yeah. and I can put my eyes on you yeah, I mean. and I know that you are good to me. Yeah. I know I can count on you when I take count on nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. I can count on you when have David here that we've been talking a couple weeks about he's running from his own son Absalom but in this passage the 13th division we're talking about David actually was dealing with Saul King Saul was chasing him down and he had made a point that I'm going to kill you and it was all about David's popularity sometimes you you don't have to do anything to anybody just be you and people will hate you and some of you all will search yourselves from here to the end of the earth I wonder why you will spend more time trying to figure out why people don't like you instead of understanding the word of God. Folk ain't gonna like you just because. Don't have nothing to do with your hair color, don't have nothing to do with the your, your, your color of your skin, don't have nothing to do with how much money you have or don't have. Here you are, sometimes you look at folk that seem like they have it all, but they hate no you. Seem like they got a good job, good family, but they still talking about. They don't even see your struggle for the way you see it. You struggling, maybe don't have two dimes to put together. They don't even see that, but yet still they they take on you. they, they got to put a word on you instead of putting a word on somebody else. And we ain't figured it out yet. So in all of this going on, and, and all David knows, David is a champion. He's a fighter. Some of you sit here today, you are a fighter. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're not. But listen to what happened to even a fighter. A man that gets in the ring and he goes toe to toe with the best of them. A man that gets in the ring and you can knock him down, but he still gets back up. Listen, in his thoughts, in his mind, when he was dealing with, well, he was trying to figure out God, how long? And some of you sit here today, you wonder. How long, God, will I go through not having it? How long, God, will I go through it seeming like every week I'm struggling, trying to meet that will try to have you sit here and not hear the word of God and concentrate on what you're going back home to. Understand that David, he fled and he went to a cave. Guess what I know the Lord already an anointed my hands. And some of you are going to need hands laid on you to deal with your struggle. We all have a cave that we're in at some time or another. So I call. There's going to be areas in your life, there's going to be situations in your life where it's going to be dark. You're going to be isolated. You're going to be all by yourself. You're going to feel abandoned. You're going to feel lonely. This is what David was going through. He knew God. Listen, people, he knew God. He was, according to the word of God, he was a man after God's own heart. So we're not talking about somebody out here in the street that just like, well, he yeah, a relationship. And sometimes in the church, we're the ones that get wounded. The worst. Because what we do is, is we actually attribute what we're going through to whether God loves us or not. And it has nothing to do with how God loves us because the Bible says if you spread a rock, you spoil the child. If you don't discipline your child, So sometimes we'll go through things and it's not about God not being there or not loving us, but sometimes we'll go through things and we will let this mind snowball. And as a snowball, you says that any what you meditate on day and night, it says you will have great success. You will prosper. So why are we not prospering as people of God? It's because we meditate on the stuff. It's easier to meditate on somebody doing us wrong than it is actually think about something to do. Because they hurt us, they opened up a wound. And the only way to close the wound back before infection truly sets in Well later on in this passage you'll see where David recognized he figured it out that the only way he was coming out of this it would not be because of how much of a champion he was it but it would be truly because David recognized that in order for me to come out of this i got to admit that i'm weak i got to admit that my heart hurts i got to admit i got to Confess, come before the Lord.
1: The Bible says in 1 John,
0: it says, if we would confess our sins, it says he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The, the problem is, is most of the
1: time we don't
0: want to say anything, especially in front of people, because they're going to remind you of what you just said in prayer Did you hear John Delphine talking about he done committed adultery? So they're going to talk about your So your confession can't always be out loud has to be between you and God sometimes. And, and, and truthfully, if you don't trust your pastor, don't tell your pastor. If you got a busybody pastor out here that's running about telling your business, don't, don't trust him or her. It needs to be between you and God. It's certain things when you all come to me, I can never even share them with Lady There can never be a conversation about certain business. Certain things just can't be divulged because it needs to be between God, you, and me. Praise, praise has to be some of your weapons, and this is what David figured out. I can't get through this unless I have some praise. That's why you'll find that David wrote most of the songs. Not all of them, but quite a few of them, and a lot of the songs are songs we sing them today. That's what they. So David did that. Some of you all need to get a word, open up the Bible, whether you can sing or not. It really don't matter. It ain't about you carrying a tune. It's about you and God in your secret closet. And maybe you just go before the Lord and you just say, Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Father, I thank you. And you go to just sing. That doesn't mean you're ready to be on. He's figured it out that he, he believes you've actually figured it out. He doesn't like it. So you've got to truly understand. But listen to what happens in this story. And all of this you can find in 1 Samuel chapter 22. You don't have to turn that on, paraphrase that I want to keep you here instead of having to do a lot of flipping. But write that down, 1 Samuel chapter 22. What you'll find in, in 1 Samuel, and it's about the 18th, 19th, 22nd, somewhere right around in there, you'll find a story that I'm getting ready to give you. It says that when David ran, when he fled, guess who came around His family. It says, that he heard about what he was going through, and they all went to the cave. It ain't too often people want to be down in the pit with you. It ain't too often uh, you ever call your friends, say like you're really doing something at home, you, you're moving, or you're doing something that's kind of strenuous. And it seems like everybody got an excuse why they can't show up and help you. Everybody got an excuse because most folks want to be there in your good times, in your happy times. They want to be there when you make it. Folks don't want to be there to help. Be there when you get that million. They want to be there when you get that new car so they can get a ride. They want to be there when you get get, get. but they don't really want to help you get there. But it says his family and those that were distressed came around and it ended up being about 400 people. I can only imagine folk recognizing you're in trouble, you're in distress. Distress, you're in a corner, you've been back in. We need people of God like that when we see people struggling and going through. That we'll be there for people instead of trying to figure out what we can get out of it. People need you coming out your pocket sometime and blessing them with a monetary offering without you expecting, when you got to pay me that back. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll put stipulations on our money. But folk need, especially the body stories like this, and it's not just a story. It's something to tell you how to change your life, how to better your life. What does David do in this passage that changes, that turns around everything? What David does here is so important, and I'm going to keep saying it, but he cries out to the Lord. That's how simple but hard it is sometimes. You see, pride comes Walk through the door, they must see me like this. And God is saying, I need some folk that don't mind getting down, dirty, nasty for me. Amen. You see, when David was dancing before his wife and when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back, what did I, t- y'all remember I told you something that he told his wife when she said, I can't believe that you're half naked in front of the servants and she was all pious and she just, I can't believe you're doing this. And he said, I'll be no more undignified for God. Need some undignified people in the house. Because it's something about when you just don't care anymore about your stuff. When you don't care anymore about, oh, they have to see me that you know what I, I praise God I like this, but maybe you get up just like a plum food for God. Maybe you run around to church and everybody else like this is your first time here. You take our credit and people are like, oh, who was that? You see, sometimes you gotta like the See, sometimes you gotta show people that's been in it for a while, like you done got too comfortable. Yeah. See, it's something about comfortability. When we get comfortable, we treat people any kind of way. Yeah. Think about people in your know, life: mama, daddy, oh, like, cousins, cool. children, whatever. They will say and do some of the most craziest stuff out of just being comfortable with you. Oh, I can talk to you like that because you're gonna take it, you're gonna be here. right. So guess what? That's what we do. And we don't praise him like we used to. We get comfortable with God and we don't sing like we used to. We get comfortable with God and, and, and we don't we don't even treat people like God wants us to. We get comfortable with God and our stuff. Because we got a little something, got a nice car outside, got a little money in the bank, got a decent job, we get comfortable. And the enemy sitting back going, That's how I want you. I want you where you think that it's all Doesn't do anything else to you. Being comfortable will happen. Sometimes you get to the place where you don't see God. So what God had to do here with David is, is, He said, "I'm getting ready to capture your attention." Does God need to capture your attention today, and allow you to be in one of your darkest places, to allow you to be in one of your darkest? places? Does he need to capture your attention because this is what was actually happening. So now you're feeling lonely. You feel abandoned. You feel like nobody's there for me. I know you sit here today and some of you have felt like that. Some of sitting here right now, you're feeling like that. You're feeling like no matter what I do, it seems like the struggle never ends. I work two jobs and the struggle never ends. I work three jobs. I work two and a half jobs. And it seems like I still struggle just to be in. It's real. It's real. It's real. But you got to take the word of God and in Deuteronomy, the, the, the word of God says that I'll give you power to get wealth. That's been one of my things for quite some number of years in my life. i would said at least about 20, 25 years. I've I just believed no matter what I deal with, no matter what I go through, God, you said you're going to give me power to the ability in me where I can go and I can do the things that I need to do to support and take care of my home to support and take care of my church you're just going to do it I don't look and it's so helped me right now I don't care what happens tomorrow in my business I don't wonder where the work is going to come from I just know it's going to come. I don't wake up and try to figure out well, what are we going to do today I just know that it's going to happen That's the confidence that I have in God's goodness, in his timing, in his plan, and I know that it's time and destiny, and they do it just like this. They smack together. No devil in hell, I'll sit here and tell you today, no devil in hell can stop what God has for you. It don't matter how bad it looks, it don't matter how good it looks, it don't matter how dark it looks, no devil in hell with time and destiny come together, God's goodness, God's time, when they come together, they don't just come together easy, they do some stuff, they do some stuff, you're trying to figure out man, where did that come from, and God is saying it was your time, where did that come from, God is saying it was your time, it's my goodness, it's your time, I just need you to put your mind. I need you to understand that in your anxiety, the things that you are deal with, they're not from God. People in our lives, dark situations, they can be, for example, an illness, family illness. Sometimes I, I love one. My mother was going through a lot before she passed for probably about 15 years. We walked down the road to UVA and everywhere, and sometimes they couldn't figure out stuff. They called us in one time and they actually said, Hey, say you goodbye. She was in a coma. We'll Hospital. We'll Family <laughs> coming in from all over the place. Say you goodbyes. And my mother opened her eyes and looked up at everybody and said, What y'all Don't tell me God ain't good. That's God. To Be calm and I ain't that calm preacher because he done did so much for me. If he don't do another thing, he already did it. They came to us, they said, We don't understand how she really is functioning because the blood pressure is like 235 and like 175, something crazy. But then they came in and hauled all the specialists, not regular doctors, but the specialists said, It's just something I was. I want to say she lived past that moment there, probably about right another fifteen years ago. <laughs> you all better believe in the power of God. God has the power to get you out of any of your problems. God has the power, the authority to get you out of any dark situation. God, 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 God can help you with your children when you don't have a dad in the house. God can help you with your children when you don't have a God can help you on your job, but they don't have They don't even see you that you're capable of, or qualified, but God will take and put favor. You don't meet the qualifications, but he'll take the favor to put all over you. You don't meet their standards, but he'll put favor all over you. You don't meet the credit criteria, black men steal. Here you go. We don't know why we're doing
1: this, but you know what? We're gonna do this one time. You see, that's
0: how good God is. That's what we call favor. Favor ain't fair, favor is for the children of God, it's something about. The Bible said, Life forevermore in the book of Psalms 133. It says, Life forevermore is where the blessing is. The blessing is in the house. This is where we come and get our energy. This is where we come and get our fill up. This is where we come and we feel excited when we leave. This is where we come and we say, God, I thank you and I love you. don't just give me my needs, but he give me a lot of my wants. He said, I'll supply you all of your needs. But just because you have a heart for me, I'm going to give you some of your wants too. I know you want to do X, Y, Z, and it costs this much. Well, guess what? I'm going to lay it right in your lap. You're not going to struggle for it. It's all about it's all about understanding that in your life, going, you will be wounded just like David. David was dealing with ups and downs. And listen to this one right here. It's two different types of people that we're going to deal with in life flatliners, up and down folk. David was an up and down folk. See, up and down is like today they this, tomorrow they this, today they this, tomorrow they this. They easily get discouraged at times, but he still will bust you in your mouth. See, David was a champion. He would still kill you. But he had his moments where he would up and down, up and down. But guess what the flatliners do? The flatliners seem to most people like they don't care. They just easy going. They don't care about nothing. So the up and down folks talk about the flatliners, the flatliners talk about the down folks. You all, you need to stop tripping. You all over the place. You need to just calm down. And I'm telling you, back and forth. We always want what we don't have. Short hair, we want long hair. We got long hair, we got short hair. We got people cutting their hair off. They by the way. You know what I'm saying? Short nails, we want long nails. We're going out here paying these people. Oh, you gotta put that weave in my hair, girl. You left home and your hair was three inches, and you come back and it's ten inches. We want what we don't have. Seriously, so think about it. That's why we have so much divorce. And then we start seeing something else like. Mm -hmm. And we think the grass is green on the other side until we get it. We find out that it's sod, It ain't real (laughs) grass. We found out it's been planted overnight to set us up. And then we get over and get our feet in trying to figure out why ain't nothing growing here? Why ain't nothing happening here? Because it ain't real. What you had that was real was that gold. The one that was your ride, the one that stuck by your side. The one that had you in your worst moments, in your lowest moments, in your best moments. What you had was already there. But we want to look at it everywhere else. And God is saying, the devil is you up. This is what somebody today is solid. What they're trying to show you and give you, it ain't real. they set you Watch you fall and then they don't look over top of you. It's solid people. Get your minds right. We must understand that if we're going to truly do this thing, it's so simple but yet so hard for most of us because we have too much pride. You gotta pride says, How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? It's nothing like watching people. Your soul knows the Lord and knows that the Lord is good. Your soul knows that no matter what I deal with, i got somebody that is going to be with me through the struggle, through the good times, through the bad times. So in the third verse, he says, consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Consider. I've been talking to someone, and and this happens at times with lady Mona. But I've learned to try to communicate better. If I'm having a conversation with her about something, she'll she'll go step on me. And she would tell me each time that, look, I have to process stuff. I don't talk as quick as you do. And sure enough, after she processes it, she comes back to me and we have the best conversation. But before that, I'm hot. I'm dealing with me. I'm hot. like, I'm talking. And I, and my children, y'all better t- when I have to say something. So, David said, Consider me, God. Talk to me, is what he's saying. God, talk to me. I haven't heard your voice in a while, and I need you to talk to me because I'm dealing with a dark area right now. I'm dealing with some stuff, and we've been there. I've been there. Where I felt like I couldn't even pray because I was struggling many, years ago. I was going through a lot. David said, saying, Consider me. Talk to me. Say To me, and it just took me right to my relationship with my wife. Matter of fact, we did that yesterday. And I poured my heart out. And she said something back to me, and I said, Are you doing that to divert answering me what I just asked you? I did. That's amazing. Did you do that? Trying to evade my question. If I can't give it to you the way I want, I'm going to tell you why I can't give it that way. See, when we get to the place where we don't even want to give folks a reason or an explanation, that's when people feel like they don't care. So David was saying, consider me, talk to me. God, just talk to me right now because I'm struggling. And I don't think this thing is going to ever end. This man has been chasing me down since day one. And then he says, hear me. always looking for an answer. And everybody can't give you can an answer when you want it. So can you have long suffering? Can you deal with that person and say, hey, look, here," especially if they're coming back to you talking to you. Look, I just need time to process it. <coughs> and give them time to process it. And God was just sitting there like, I got you, bro. I got you. Just hang tight. Just chill out. Don't, don't feel like I'm not here. Some of you sitting here, you felt like God has abandoned you. This is how they harder for the psychiatrist to get it out of you. It's harder for you to even let it go. When you want to let it go with people that's going to hurt you and do things, like you it, don't you find it hard to just like, man, it's just hard to let it go when they did. It. Why? Because you have thought about it so much, it became part of your DNA. Why we struggle with just stuff that ain't going to do us no good, some of us lose sleep at night because we just can't let it go. If you know you don't have the All night long, unless you got you've figured out a way to get the money during the night. <laughs> Why? And we do that. I'm sleeping. i am not sleep. I don't believe in that. Suddenly wakes up here, and I'm going to bring it in. Yes? Beautiful time. He wakes up here in the fifth verse, and he said, But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I will sing. His awareness came about. He finally woke up. Some of y'all need to wake up. He woke up. Some of you. Woke up. I'm telling you, folks, some of you, you're just existing. The Bible said he came that you have my, might have life and have it abundantly. Some of you just okay with just having life. I'm not okay. When he said he'd give me power, he did well. When he told me that certain things would happen in my life, in my home, I believe it. Can you believe God no matter how dark your situation is? No matter how bad your situation is, no matter what the law is saying. Can you believe God no matter he or she walked off from you? Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I can see him saying that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, and scriptures, that, I'm going to give you three scriptures here, and that's how we're going to bring it in. And all three scriptures, you must trust God. He said, I will fear no evil. you got to be careful about the fear that you allow him to control your life. We can't have these roller coaster emotional deals all the time. Up and down, up and down, up and down. We need some consistency in our life. Because I'm going to tell you what's happening. Your children are looking at you. So, guess what you're doing? You're teaching your child. That's how they should live. As parents, being a steward of our children, it is very important that they must see sometimes our best side, and then sometimes they do need to see the other side. But the Bible says, Get do need to see yep. the extremes. They need to see Psalms 56 and 3. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Psalms 56 and 3. Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Blessed is the man. So the Bible told me in Psalms 1, if you're blessed, it means that you don't walk in the way of the scornful. You don't hang out with the ungodly. You don't run with the sinners. The Bible says, if you're blessed, you don't do those things. Because they're going to bring you down, you're going to get caught up in their mess. You might be the best person in that crowd, but because something pops off, you might just get a bullet that night and you did no wrong. Guilty by association. So we're guilty sometimes by association. And it's not that we were bad. We were just in the wrong place. We made the wrong choice. Oh, taste to see that the Lord is good. Blessed. Understand and know today as we bring it in here that you must trust God's goodness, God's timing, God's plan. You must trust that He have a plan for your life in spite of what you see. Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope and pray that the word of God truly enriches your life. In Jesus name. Amen.